This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. 20 minutes from now, we'll be joined by Jason Logan of Covers.com. Talk some NFL right now, though. Let's talk some college football. We're getting closer closer to week zero. The big matchups coming up on Labor Day weekend, including Notre Dame, Ohio State. College football is on the horizon. Now joining us on the Roman Guest Line, Michael Felder, stadium college football analyst. to Talk about some of those games, storylines this summer. Michael, welcome back to the show. Always excited to talk to you about some college football. I'm looking forward to the early season slate here. Um, let's talk Notre Dame and, um, and Ohio State. We saw one with a um, skilled player going down for Ohio State. Notre Dame named their starting quarterback for the season. What do you make of that game? Obviously, it's a big number. Ohio State is a big favorite, despite both teams being ranked inside the top five. Uh, is this going to be competitive, or are you forecasting an Ohio State beatdown of uh, Notre Dame here early in the season? I mean, I think I think Ohio State's going to get the win, so I'll be, come right out and say that. I think that the big thing for me is what does Notre Dame's offense look like, right? And how much leeway do we give us your starting quarterback? Because those are the two things that are going to be interesting. Look, this is Marcus Freeman's first time being a head coach. And Freeman's first time, does he ride with his guy all the way to the end, or is he going to – wishy-washy, change and change and change and change and change. And so that's the thing that I'm looking for. Uh, I, I think and on the flip side of that, how advanced is Ohio State in their defense? I think we're going to see probably a closer game than uh, the number. But the reality for me, when I look at this football game, I think we're, we're, we're going to learn a lot. Because remember, Jim Knowles is the new defensive coordinator at Ohio State. This is a completely new defense and an entire philosophy change for this Ohio State defense, how I think they're going to take to it. I think they're going to take to it like a fish to water. I really do. But what does that look like in week one? And is Marcus Freeman in that offense, do they test them? I want to stick on uh, Notre Dame for, for a second, another second here, Michael, because it's a good point you bring up about Freeman. And there were some questions raised after that bowl game, just about game management. And as a rookie head coach, yeah, you're going to go through some of those times. Uh, what I find fascinating about the Irish schedule is how it bookends. Okay, you're going to have to play Ohio State to start and probably the worst time to face USC without knowing about it, you know, possible injuries is probably at the end after they have time to, to maybe figure things out. Uh, what do you think about the Notre Dame season overall? Because in the middle there, you've got a, a number of, uh, of winnable games. I think the quarterback position, fascinating, like you brought up. 
it appears to be one of the biggest weaknesses, not where you want to be weak, but you do have some continuity by uh, convincing Tommy Reese to stay. So your big picture uh, thoughts on Notre Dame is their fifth in the coaches' book. Uh, this is a team, obviously, I think, like I said, I think that they're probably going to lose to Ohio State week one. Uh, C.J. Stroud is mm-hmm. in that offense. They're devastating. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable what they're able to do. But when you go through the rest of their schedule, Marshall Marshall lost some bite when Grant Wells transferred to Virginia Tech, right? So, Marshall, you should get, you should get that one. Cal, I think they – listen, you should get Cal. You should beat UNC. UNC is still going through their, their own um, who-are-we crisis with Chris Well and Drake May. Uh, at the quarterback spot, and then transitioning into that Chis- Gene Chizik defense. Um, so yeah, and then you get a week off. You got BYU. BYU is going to be a tough game, and BYU is always a tough out. And talking to people who played against BYU, they are one of the nastiest teams in the country. So um, that's going to be a tough out. But then Stanford. I mean, can we? Can I just call a timeout and just ask what's going on at Stanford? I don't know. Been wondering that for a while. They were so good, and like like Harbaugh raised them up. They got good. Shaw's there. They're good, and then all of a sudden, it's like they just went careening off a cliff. Although I do, will say this: I love Tanner McKee, so hopefully they can put it together. But beat UNLV, beat Syracuse, Syracuse, and Dino Babers. Dino Babers is now on the hot seat, which is going to be interesting. Clemson's going to be a tough out because Clemson's got a better roster. Beat Navy, beat Boston College, and then beat USC, and I think they'll be okay. But USC. The problem is USC at the end of the year, they might actually be yeah. a good team by then. That's mm-hmm. the problem. So Notre Dame, let's, what are we going to call it? Do, do you have the over-under on Notre Dame? Eight and a half. Eight and a half? Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say they're a nine-win team, so I, I'm taking the over. Oh, okay. What about week zero, Michael? Um, is there anything that you really like that stands out, either a side or total? As an upset or just that I'm interested in? I'm gonna listen. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching all these. We're, we're, we're looking for you. We're, we're looking. We're looking, Michael. We're looking for you to have people coming after us, like all the message board, those those keyboard warriors, like you did last time with the, yeah. with the Florida Gators going down. That's what we're looking for. I don't think we're going to see – here's the thing. I don't think we're going to see any upsets in week in, in week zero. Um, that's the reality. I, looking at it, um, obviously, I think it's really good for UNC to get to have FAMU week one because they play App State in week two, and in week two, App State is really going to show up. And I think – I, listen, you go to, you're going to the Rock, Kid Brewer Stadium, in, 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 or excuse me, in week one because this is week zero in week one at least UNC will have a game under its belt and they'll have to figure out who plays their quarterback, but they're still going to probably lose to Appalachian State. Um, when you throw in uh, North, the, the biggest game is Nebraska-Northwestern, right? And it's in, what, is it Dublin? Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, so, I mean, could that be the worst football game of the year? <laughs> <laughs> could be. God, yeah. Yeah, it could yeah. be a terrible one. Um, Michael, top 25 came out last week. Uh, some takeaways. I mean, obviously, we, we you know, we kind of knew where one, two, three, we're going we're gonna to fall there. Clemson at number four, a, a first-place vote for Texas. W- what stood out to you? I mean, let, let's talk about Clemson uh, because I, I think it's just 
habit now. They get voted into the top five. They've been a really good program for a long time. I'm just, I'm not feeling it with them the way it was a few years ago, especially them compared to the top. Would you have put Clemson four or would you have put someone else if, if you had a top 25 ballot in front of you? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, I, um, I actually had to do this for work. So let me, let's go through what I had. I would have put Utah at four. I would have probably put Baylor above Clemson as well. And I would have put Notre Dame above them because Notre Dame, I like their offensive line way more than I like Clemson's offensive line. And Clemson's offensive line has a lot to prove because we can all talk about was BJ Uyunglele bad or is, is the new kid going to come in and, and, and start over him? What's going to happen? But the reality of it is, is his play was a symptom of a disease. When they had a good offensive line two years ago, he was a good quarterback. And he came in as highly touted as Bryce Young, as C.J. Stroud. He's supposed to be in that same discussion. But they couldn't throw the ball down the field. They couldn't throw the ball to the interior because the offensive line was so bad. So he had to roll out constantly. He had to run for his life. And then the other part is, he also doesn't want to run, but he can run. And that's the thing that's going to be interesting. So, for me, yeah, I think that Clemson had forced it out to me. Um, the other interesting part is Georgia. And I know Georgia's at three, and I, I'd have Georgia at three as well. But, man, I just – I don't know what they're going to look like on the defensive side of the ball. And I know that those all those other guys, the guys stepping up to replace, have been in the room with N'Kobe Dean. But listen, I've been in a room with Michael Jordan. Guess what? I'm, I'm not skywalking, baby. So <laughs> it, 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 being in the room don't make you a hero. And so I think the other interesting one for me was um, we got – where do we have – Oklahoma State was at, what, 12 or 11? And it feels high losing Knowles because the only reason Oklahoma State was that good a season ago was because they had Jim Knowles and he's now at Ohio State, um, who I put at number one. And – Oklahoma State, I'm, this is it's it's kind of put or put up or shut up time for Spencer Sanders, and I'm 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 rooting for him. I want him to be really good because I think he is a really good quarterback. He's gone through several phases in his career where first it was the what Tylen Wallace phase, then it was the Chuba Hubbard phase, then it was the our defense phase. Now this is his year. This is his year to make everything happen. So I'm looking forward to that, and then um. I still don't – I guess I just don't understand um, – or not understand. I do understand. I'm just terrified of Wisconsin. They are mercurial. Graham Mertz is a guy that can throw – and I listen, love brother Addison. Um, um, no, no, that's Jordan Addison. Good grief. Michael, get it together. No, I, um, I, I'm terrified of Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz is someone who one day he could throw – five touchdowns the no. next day he may end up throwing um he may end up throwing you know um he may end up throwing five interceptions so um yeah Braylon Allen not Addison sorry uh Braylon, Braylon Allen is a beast 
Guy, guy's rocked up. He's a monster. So he's, a, he's the best part of Wisconsin's football team. But I'm terrified of them. I know their defense will be good. But offensively, I don't know what they're going to do. And then Iowa is another interesting one because they are a team that, well, they went nine, ten games a season ago. But I just, ooh, buddy. Ooh, they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's uh let's let's roll through the power fives just gut reaction couple weeks out before we get to week zero what do you think is going to happen uh as far as the winners acc what do you think because this is a conference that keeps coming up among sports betters because it's viewed as one that that is pretty wide open and if it's not going to be clemson people are trying to figure out who it's going to be all right, I'm going to take that through line. I'm going because Clemson. Let's take Clemson off the board. I think it will be Clemson, but I'm going to say okay. NC State. And my yeah. big theme this off season has been, if not now, then when. And it's mm-hmm. on different scales for a lot of different teams. But if not now, then when? If NC State can't win the ACC this year, then when will they win it? So I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to go NC State. Um, from the other side, I'm going to say, geez. Ugh. My, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who they're going to play. <laughs> man, you look at that coastal, and I know Pitt's got Keaton Slovis, but they lost the best receiver in the ACC. UNC obviously going through that quarterback transition. You got a Duke team with a new coach in Mike Elko. You got Georgia Tech, who's you got a coach that's kind of clinging on for dear life. Miami is a team. You got Tyler Van Dyke, who a lot of folks are mocking in the first round of the NFL draft, but they don't have any consistency in terms of their playmakers and defensively they've been bad. I don't, I, yeah, let's, if, if it's not Clemson, it'll be NC State. I'm, that's what I'm going to say. Big 12. Big 12. I'm going Baylor. I'm heavy Baylor. Baylor. I, I really like them. I, I think that that team is good. And I think that. I know they lose some pieces. They get Dylan Doyle back, though, at the linebacker spot, which is going to be really big for them from a defensive standpoint. And we know Dave Miranda is a defensive guy. I think they're going to find production offensively. And realistically, especially now that Jim Knowles is out of the building, uh, Iowa State is the team that scare – Iowa State and Oklahoma are the two teams that scare me for Baylor. But guess what? At some point you're going to have to play them twice because I think Baylor's going to be in the Big 12 championship game. So if you lose to them the first time, you can beat them the second time. So in, what about in the, the other three, yeah, I know what he's doing. Stomp a mud hole Utah, in him. Utah, baby. Utah, you're going to go Utah, right? Of course. I'm going Utah. We're going to get a Utah-Oregon <laughs> game, and Utah is going to come out and just go, go to work. I, I really do. Like, they are – I love the football team. I love the mentality of this team. I love that folks are – like, the fact that – listen, we talked about Because last time when you guys tweeted that thing, all these folks came out of the woodwork, and they were like, this has never been Florida. And I was like, have you? Oh, you, you've never seen Utah play football. Don't go to work on you with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch, baby. Like, this team don't play around. Wow. And they, don't know, they, don't, they don't need anyone. Utah is a football team that doesn't need anyone to know their name. No players on that team are looking for accolades. They don't want any. They don't care. All they want to do is make you hurt. And I think stepping into, obviously, the Pac-12 with Lincoln Riley, I think USC I think USC probably has the most talent. Probably UCLA has the second most talent. But I think Utah is a team that knows their identity. And knowing your identity in college football 
and sticking to your script and understanding who you are, that's going to get you a little bit further than flash and dash, and that's going to be really interesting. I think that UCLA should win the Pac-12, but I think Utah will win the Pac-12. Great stuff. Felder, you know, we always appreciate hopping on. We'll do it again before the season starts. Michael Felder, college football analyst for Stadium on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for you all from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. I think Utah needs to have Michael Felder voice a promo for them before the season opener, like a video promo. Before they go to Florida and stop a mud hole there. I mean, he loves that Utah team. Pliers and a blowtorch. Oh, wow. We, that was great. We got, got Peak Felder today. So good. I'm, I'm right. ready, man. So we got another week after we get to Saturday. Then we got to wait wait one more week, right? One more. We are sure. one week. No, Northwestern Nebraska. Quite possibly the <laughs> worst game on the, <laughs> this season. I'm on Northwestern <laughs> in that game. Let's go. Let's fade Scott Frost. Exactly. I'm all in. State Nebraska. All right, we'll talk some NFL next. Jason Logan, Covers.com, joins us next right here on the BetQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.